BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, I'm Whitney Port and this is With Wit. A lot of you may know me from reality TV and the reality is a lot's happened since the hills. With Wit is dedicated to having real, raw, and occasionally ridiculous conversations with the people who have had a profound impact on me. Life-changing moments, life-changing people. Because on With Wit, very little is off limits. I freaking love cannabis. I have for a really long time, like since I was 20, I would say is when I first got into it. And then I moved to New York and I remember having some bad weed and it giving me like an almost heart attack and I had to stop for a little while, but then the pandemic started and I got back into it. As an adult, I've gotten more sensitive to like wines and liquor, which are full of sugar and they're just like so bad for me. And I feel awful after drinking it usually. I now need to ensure that like the wine is organic. Otherwise, my dreaded headaches come in full force. Cannabis really gives me the vibe I want without the adverse side effects. It can make me feel really productive if I smoke the right strain. It can make me feel really dreamy and calm if I take the right kind before going to sleep. But unfortunately, there is such a stigma between women in this and I really hate it. Like, come on, we should enjoy weed too. It shouldn't be this masculine centered industry. We should be able to use it without hesitation and with no judgment. We deserve it. So I'm on a mission to help normalize this for women. And aside from being fun, it can also be so helpful for physical pain and sleep. So excited to share this conversation with Sackville and co-founders Haley Dineen and Lana Van Brunt. They bonded over their shared frustration of not being able to find design-forward cannabis products that fit into their style. It bothered them to hide the evidence of their smoking habits and feel a stigma around it. So the two fierce entrepreneurs conceptually a cannabis brand that women like them would feel proud to be a part of. Now let's hear about it. Here are Haley and Lana. I'm so excited to talk to you. I have been on this journey to like destigmatize like flower usage and talk about how I use it. And I don't even talk about it as much as I probably would like to or admit to using it as much as I do. But I'm so interested in you guys because your whole life is that, your business is that. And like, I'm curious to see how people react to that and like what kind of responses you get. But first, what sparked you guys to start the company? So it's funny, Lana and I 
we're both very entrepreneurial. Like we both have, you know, hustles that we did when we were younger that, you know, it's always been in our blood naturally. And we both love cannabis. So we both were consumers naturally. And we sort of bonded over this experience of feeling really left out in the market. Like we were like, okay, what do you actually see on shelves? You see, you know, grinders that have graphics that we would never, you know, feel naturally inclined to buy. You see pipes that are in shapes that I'm like not trying to put in my house <laughs> or anything like that. So phallic so and so yeah. just like yeah. so Venice Beach vibes, right? Like I remember yeah. my first little pipe that I bought was in Venice Beach and I actually still wish I had yeah. it. Yeah, it was like some random yeah. place and it was hot pink yeah. with like opalescent. It looked kind of like Venetian glass, which was beautiful. But those were like the yes. options. It was like all that glass stuff yeah. that was just like very masculine and also the stores were just unapproachable like you were scared to even go in to get something and as a woman you walk into them and they're like what are you doing here like it just seems like it was not built for you this stuff doesn't reflect what you're actually interested in and both of us come from you know design and marketing backgrounds and really love brands and branding and we were like this is a obvious space in the market that is really dying to just be redesigned from the ground up. Like, how do you actually want to participate with cannabis? How do you actually see it in your home? Or how do you use it? And how can you use it in a way where you're not feeling shame every time you like take this dirty grinder out of like a secret stash box? So yeah. Totally. Yeah. I think that's the thing too, is like, I think it, you know, you're doing this right now with Cozy Co, but like, we connect to objects. Like we're not, you know, there's an actual experience of what you have in your home and what you're wearing and all these pieces. And, you know, we wanted to make cannabis like fashion, you know, like make it be something that you could experience in the same way that you experience the rest of your life in the same way you curate the rest of your life. And it not be something that ultimately you like, yeah, like have to have this shoebox under the couch that you like pull out at night to put your joint. Yeah. I, I mean, it's amazing just because everybody wants to create like this lifestyle where the aesthetic all kind of works together. Right. And we're seeing that more and more. It's like not only about interior design or what we wear anymore, It's like everything around us, we want to be a visual representation of our personality. So this seems like I totally get it. I wish it was my idea, but like it's so it's so good. And for anybody that doesn't know about Sackville, can you explain like some of the products that you have or like what you started with and how it's evolved? Yeah, absolutely. So simplest form, we're designed for a cannabis brand. So we create lifestyle goods. We create all the accessories that you need to smoke with. So, you know, pipes, rolling papers, cones, rolling trays, grinders, that kind of stuff. And then lifestyle goods. So just like vibey shit, like cool apparel and things like that, stash bags that you can take on the go. But ultimately we design all the products. So some of the essentials like rolling papers, we're not reinventing the wheel, but all the products we design. So everything from the ground up, you know, we are creating the whole process, which is something that I think is kind of unique in the space where these objects, although, you know, we kind of call ourselves attainable luxury, they're pieces that are meant to be with you for a very long time. Like if you're buying our grinder, it is something that we envision like sitting out on your coffee table 
and being a part of your aesthetic in your home for a really long time, you shouldn't really need to be like buying it again. So it's a, it's an effort of both like aesthetic and creating pieces that have a little bit more impact and longevity. In starting the company, I can imagine that you face like a certain amount of obstacles just because of like the field that it's in. But I'm curious, just like in general, what were some of the obstacles that you faced in starting it? And then also when it comes to like the stigma of THC, which I know obviously is being pulled back day by day now, like were there any obstacles with that? I think that there's definitely obstacles in, you know, starting a very design focused brand in a very masculine industry. Everybody knows that cannabis was and still is a very masculine industry, even though, you know, the data shows that women are huge, the the largest growing consumer market in the space. So we've been just ignored in the space so far, but yeah, that is slowly changing yeah. on a business level. So you still have pushback from dispensaries who are used to carrying, you know, masculine brands and only have shelf space for one female brand or other situations like that we face constantly in the industry. We started the brand back in 2018. So there's been a lot of changes since, but it's still kind of slowly allowing more voices within the industry. Totally. Yeah. And we really heavily rely on that kind of connection to the consumer because there's a ton of advertising restrictions. And even though we don't, we sell accessories, we still aren't able to kind of advertise in the same way. So there's just a million challenges, like from getting a bank account, like getting a credit card, being like these things where you're still considered a high risk business. You're still, you know, we've had product fees coming into the U S because, you know, you can have these random checkpoints where they're, they have all ability to kind of take products. And like, it's just, it's an endless cycle of, are you fucking kidding me? How could this, how is this like thing I never thought could even happen now a thing that's like on the plate that we're dealing with? Totally. No, I mean, I think whenever you have like a product involved, there are so many things like a production of a product. There are so many things that are out of our control and like always so many delays. And that's the hardest part. Like with Cozy Co, I deal with the same thing. Like when you want to create something from scratch, you have this vision. And then there are so many people along the line that tell you no, no, no. And then there's so many different reincarnations of the product. And then it's finally out. And it's like, then the sales and marketing portion comes from it. Like there's, there's so much to it, but I think that there's something to say about not being afraid, even if something else has been invented, that everybody can have their own spin on it. You know what I mean? There's room for everyone to do something like you guys took something that was already made, but you put your creative like brain power behind it and created something new. Yeah. Do you guys only sell on Sackville or do you also do wholesale business as well? Yeah, we do wholesale as well. So we sell at like one of our biggest wholesalers is Urban Outfitters, which is, you know, kudos to Urban Outfitters. They built a couple of years ago, actually, a smoke shop section of their website and it's moved into stores. So I think it was like the first kind of, you know, we've had conversations with tons of different like big type brands, like the ASOS type big conglomerates and most companies are really interested in the space, but their kind of like internal policies haven't caught up with the new wave of consumer behavior. Right. So they're kind of not able to participate. Whereas urban outfitters has been at the front of that, which is really cool. And then we curate a web of cool, like 
you like know, online retailers and yeah, yeah, yeah. The country. yeah. We're also stocked in, in Europe and Australia. Like we have a lot of boutique doors around the world <laughs> that are selling Sackville. So that's really cool to see as well. And now a word from one of our partners. So overwhelmed packing for our second and final family trip of the summer. My packing is organized, but a lot. We are going for a week and I don't want to miss anything. Thankfully, there is newly a subscription clothing rental service. For just $88 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month, access to thousands of styles from more than 300 brands and a range of sizes, fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in newly state-of-the-art laundering facility, and the option to buy what you love at a discount. Newly is designed to give you everything you need to get inspired, get creative, and explore your style by checking out new trends, new silhouettes, different sizes without any commitments. It's perfect for bringing your closet up to speed this summer and into fall. So say yes to all the summer and fall trends, whether that be sets, whether that be checker print, faux leathers, corduroy, without feeling that fast fashion ick. Newly is already a great value at $88 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $10 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code WITHWIT10. Just go to Newly, that's N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code with wit 10 and sign up to get $10 off your first month. One more time. That's N U U L Y.com newly with two U's with code with wit 10 newly subscription clothing rental change your clothes. So I've never been one to sleep naked. A perk to my method is that I can stay in the clothes I slept in for a while the next morning. The other night I wore the cutest tiger print PJs from Print Fresh to sleep. I felt so cute the following day that I continued to wear them into the morning, even filming a reaction video for YouTube in them. Print Fresh is a woman-owned luxury sleepwear and lifestyle brand made for lovers of pattern and seekers of cozy. Created by textile designer and fashion entrepreneur Amy Veloshin, Flora and Fauna is brought to life on organic cotton loungewear and statement-making home decor that is full of personality. They have nightgowns, dresses, robes, sets, sleep shirts, and more. When we filmed, I wore the hot pink Bajera short sleep set. From bedding and wallpaper to sleepwear and accessories, there's truly something for everyone who loves everything print. The best part is they have a large range of sizes, extra small to 6X, plus free exchanges so you can easily return to find the perfect fit. With the new season around the corner, Print Fresh is welcoming autumn-inspired pajamas and robes perfect for the cozy season. So head to printfresh.com slash wit or use code wit for 15% off your first order. Print Fresh is a woman-owned luxury sleepwear and lifestyle brand made for lovers of pattern and seekers of cozy. So head to printfresh.com slash wit or use code wit for 15% off your first order and let the sweet dreams begin. Now back to our conversation. So in starting the company, did you guys have to go out and get funding first or were you two just starting it from scratch? We bootstrapped uh, from the beginning. Obviously, you know this, but VC funding for women is incredibly difficult. I 
I don't know the stats, but I think it's like 2% of women actually need VC yeah. funds. And unfortunately, that hasn't changed. So for us, we knew our vision. We understood where the brand could go and we really saw the value in it. So we just started small. We started with one product. We let that grow. And then as the business started to actually see some traction, we were able to you know, grow our, our line plan, start investing in more products and really take Sackville to like the next level. Amazing. And so have you since taken any outside funding or you're still privately doing your thing? We are private now. Mm. So in 2019, we were acquired by a public company. And this was after about a year of looking for investment. We weren't actually looking for an acquisition, but we knew that we needed money to scale. So we had every kind of like It's crazy when you're building something because there is a point where even your demand for orders, like you need money to create the growth of the product. You know, there's like this point where you kind of just hit a ceiling and you need need more money up front than you maybe have. So we're looking for all that. A couple fell through and it was just like a chaos process of, you know, I think the same thing for women like you, I hear all the time of these pitches where it's like, I had this cool idea and I put it in a deck and then they gave me $2 million. And now I'm going to try and like make that idea. Whereas like, you know, we really had to prove case, like prove profitability and prove like we had a market and all this stuff. But anyway, we ended up connecting with, I think at the time she may have been the only CEO of a cannabis company. So it was this beautiful alignment. She was building this kind of network of brands. I believed in the vision of brand. And so we ended up doing an acquisition, but five short months after we were acquired, there was a change of control and it happened really quickly. So there was a new CEO. We found out this was actually also like just days before the full lockdown hit. So it was like March 9th. And I think in New York, it was March 13th where it was like doors closed. So we basically got a phone call one morning and it just said, Hey, like, so-and-so doesn't work here anymore. I'm the new boss and we're bankrupting you. You're done. Like the comp we're closing your company. Thanks for everything. Like have a good day. Oh my gosh. That is yeah, like, so then, that's yeah, a nightmare yeah. for a nightmare. startup. Oh my God. Yes. We were on the streets of New York taking this call in shock. They didn't see the vision for the brand. Yeah. And it was something for brand in general. They were investing in supply chain, growing, cultivation, like all this stuff. And they just really didn't see the purpose of brands. They, you know, it was something that I think they felt like they could have a lot more kind of like market penetration if they just got the, their product into more hands, but didn't understand like the importance of brand. So yeah. they were cutting a bunch of deals, but within, obviously you have no idea what you're doing when something like that happens. But within, I think two days, we had a lawyer on board and we were suing them. So we basically were able to fight because of a few breaches of contract for them. Like they weren't allowed to stop funding us. They weren't allowed to fire us because we were still an early stage company. So we had an earnout, and so during the period of the earnout, they weren't allowed to basically impede on our ability to meet those targets so that we could get that earnout. And so took a few months of that. And it was just like toxic. I can imagine. Back and forth. Yeah. yeah. It was really, you know, 
from us like being in a place where the pandemic hit, we thought we were both going to be personally bankrupt as well because we couldn't, the company was locked and then we had to fund the lawsuit and all this stuff, but ended up, and there was, there was so much shady shit like that ended up happening that was discovered after they had to kind of turn over their financials and these different pieces. So we, yeah, we ended up getting the company back in the, buying the company back in the mid year 2020. And all at the same time, we started a second company called Sackville Studios, which is a cannabis focused product design studio. So we design products for a ton of other companies. Oh, like a private yeah. label situation. Yeah. Exactly. Got it. Exactly. Okay. Yes. So we had to get scrappy. We had to figure out how to get some money and quick. So we started designing for other brands Mm -hmm. while we were in the middle of this and like fully pretending nothing was happening. Like on Instagram, we couldn't fulfill orders. It was just like, damn, pandemic's tough, right? Right, right, right. (laughs) I know. The pandemic helped us in that moment. Yes. There's only so much that the customer needs to know, right? Like, you know, that you're putting in everything and that it's going to make a comeback and whatnot, but it's just like doing the bare bones minimum stuff to maintain that the brand exists. And then knowing that you're going to have like a full relaunch and like, you're going to make it work. But I can't even imagine how stressful that was with the pandemic and then needing to deal with a lawsuit and like, buying back your baby. Like I can't even imagine, but then also at the same time, I feel like the pandemic brought on a huge wave of like everyone smoking pot at home. Right. Totally. <laughs> That's true. There was some big things there. Yeah, everyone was way yeah. more accepting of recognizing that like, actually there's some benefits here. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we realized we're all white knuckling life. Yes. And that's we maybe don't need to be let's take a breather here and get some support systems in place and I feel like cannabis kind of had its moment again like in not even again but just became another level of destigmatized totally yeah so who does your team consist of now so we're still a really small team we have an incredible roster of talent in terms of like freelancers and contract workers who we work with depending on the project but our mm-hmm. team is still tiny. It's Lana and I. We have a amazing logistics support on our team and then social media. But that's pretty much it. Yeah, I get that. You got to be scrappy. And like when a company is at its early phases, which you guys still are, considering you just had to buy it back in 2020 during the pandemic, everybody has to kind of wear a million hats, right? Like everybody's doing a little bit of something. Yeah. Yeah. That's how we were with Cozy Co. Like I had a production company that was handling all the production, like outsourced that, but it was Annie and I essentially like holding down the fort. And it's kind of like, you got to fake it till you make it. You know what I mean? And honestly, there's so many benefits of that as well, because you really understand different areas of the business. So when you're hiring or when you need to pivot or different things that naturally happen within business growth, you understand that area to a degree. Obviously you want to hire specialists when you get to a certain point, but you understand what's needed and what's lacking when you are in it. Yeah. In terms of like the data of the women that are using your brand, who are they? You know, who are they? And like, what does their usage look like? I'm so curious about that. Yeah. It's so interesting because like Haley was saying earlier, when we started it, it was almost like 
this is what we think we would like. And it's been such a fun experience seeing how other people see themselves in the brand, which is like sometimes exactly the way we see ourselves. And sometimes it's like that is a totally new experience that they've kind of incorporated into the brand. But we skew female, but we do have a pretty solid male following as well. And I think that's just because we work really hard to kind of create a genderless brand. Like we're not pushing really stereotypical aspects of like womanhood, like whether it's, you know, a lot of brands really, really push wellness or really, really push like certain colorways or things like that. And because we really just focus on design, I think that's something that anybody who cares about design and wants like beautiful art objects in their home will be interested in the brand. And we do skew younger. So Gen Z, like that audience is obviously only between 21 and 25 that can use cannabis. But I think it's just because it's a whole new audience that didn't grow up in a space of stigma. So we all, we still have a great millennial following and like we're millennials love them, but you know, we all came through this space of like, there's a stoner girl and there's a stoner guy. And this is like, I still, I like run a cannabis company and I still have conversations with my family where it's like, yes, I smoke weed. Like, yes, this is like, I'm, you know, it's like, oh, well, don't do too much. You know, like you kind of have this experience where it has a lot of weight to it, where I think Gen Z just like, they don't care. They've never had, it's a part of their experience. Everyone in Gen Z is really like kind of conscious, like they're, whether they use cannabis or not, it doesn't matter. Like if someone else is using it cool and they don't want to, like, it's just a very open experience. And I think that's why they've kind of gravitated towards us, which we love. Like it seems slightly less dysfunctional than maybe like we were, we were at one point. Yeah. Also you have a lot of people who are moving away from alcohol in terms of Mm -hmm. that kind of like nightcap or glass of wine to end the night, especially in Gen Z and people are getting a lot more interested in you know, the other benefits of cannabis. I mean, there's so many different cannabinoids and they interact with your body in very different ways. It's a much healthier experience than alcohol, but can still give you that kind of enjoyable ease. And so we're seeing that really grow in terms of interest in the Gen Z audience. And I think it will continue to grow in the millennial audience as people just are allowed to let down the stigma and learn more and understand more about, you know, how the plant actually interacts with you. And now word from one of our partners. Once Upon a Farm is the leading baby food and kids snack brand offering organic cold pressed fruit and veggie pouches, dairy-free smoothies, overnight oats, plant-rich meals, and more. Made with whole farm fresh ingredients and no added sugars, concentrates, or anything artificial. Their subscription offering is fully customizable so you can pick and choose from their wide variety of blends or meals and switch it up before every delivery. Sunny continues to love Once Upon a Farm. I appreciate having something on hand that I can confidently say he will like each time and will give him the nutrients he needs. His fave flav is pineapple, banana, and dragon fruit immunity blend. These fresh refrigerated grab-and-go pouches can be enjoyed anytime, anywhere. Pack in a lunchbox, bring as an after-school snack in the car, take to soccer practice or to the park slash playground slash playdate, etc. 
Their new immunity blends are made with nutrition-packed superfoods like elderberry and dragon fruit and probiotics to help support your little ones. With blends like green kale and apples, strawberry banana swirl, and wild rumpus avocado, there's something for everyone. Inspire a lifetime of healthy eating with Once Upon a Farm. Found at retailers nationwide and online. Get started today and enjoy an additional 35% off your first subscription order. Use code WITHWIT at onceuponafarmorganics.com. That's onceuponafarmorganics.com. The other day, my sister paid me the highest compliment. She said I have the best snack game around, which is true, truly honored. And I will accept this because I agree. I will 100% brag about my snack game. I am the mom and aunt who has everything covered all the time. Well, most of the time. It's really because I'm a true snacker myself. So I also have myself covered. You'll always see in my passenger car seat a bunch of remnants of snacks. When I came across Perfect Bar, I was immediately obsessed. Made with freshly ground peanut butter, organic honey, and 20 organic superfoods, Perfect Bar has protein bars and little snack-sized bars that taste good and are good for you. I love the coconut peanut butter. It's so, so, so delicious. Perfect Bar knows it will be love at first bite. So for a limited time, they're offering you a chance to try their refrigerated protein bars for free. Here's how it works. Sign up for emails or texts and upload a picture of your receipt from your local grocery store, and they'll reimburse you for the cost of one bar directly into your Venmo or PayPal account. Pretty cool, right? All you have to do is go to perfectsnacks.com wit to get a free perfect bar today. That's perfectsnacks.com wit to get a free perfect bar today go to perfectsnacks.com slash wit to get a free perfect bar today. Happy snacking. Now back to the sode. So alcohol in my head and seems like scientifically is so much worse for you and the effect that it has on you and like the lack of control it, it gives you or takes away from you obviously is like so much worse. But our parents, I mean, my parents were like a zero drugs and alcohol policy type people. So neither were okay. But like, it's just so crazy to me how everyone, at least for millennials and like people I follow and my friends, it's all like, okay, it's four o'clock and mommy's ready for her glass of wine. And I'm just like, and people are so open about that, right? Like people want to share it. They think it's funny. They think it's graphic tease of like wine o'clock. Like, Exactly. But then it's like if you're smoking weed and then interacting with your children, then you I feel like and maybe this is in my head, but then you're deemed kind of like a irresponsible parent. So can you talk about that? Like, how can we get away from that kind of stigma and conversation? I think a lot of it is, you know, like this conversation we're having right now with people being open about consumption because The truth is women have been consuming at the same rate as men. It's just like you're saying, there's so much stigma, especially around motherhood and consumption. Yes. Yeah. It takes people coming out and talking about, you know, why they consume, what they like about it. The fact that they know that they're responsible people and responsible parents and they don't deserve that stigma being thrown at them for using the plan in that way. So it, totally. It's these conversations that I think slowly start to change people's mind. And obviously 
when finally we get a little bit more medical research, which is starting to happen, obviously, but when there's federal legalization, it'll be able to happen a lot more and people can really start to see a lot of those benefits because you're right. Alcohol is absolutely terrible for your body, terrible for your brain. <laughs> so there's a lot to say about, you know, switching out that glass of wine for a joint or however you want to enjoy cannabis. If you guys feel comfortable, do you mind sharing with me like what your individual usage kind of looks like? I do not have any children. I have oodles of time. So I basically, I think that it changes a lot. I started out really edibles heavy. So I felt like I could dose it perfectly. I used it to sleep, you know, like hour and a half before I was going to bed would manage this. I wasn't a social smoker. I didn't really do anything outside. I really love feeling out of control. It's not like really my vibe. And now though, like since the pandemic, I'm fully on joints. Like I roll joints. I, I even had to like watch YouTube videos and really master the art of it. Cause it's like, okay, this can't be that hard. And yeah, so I roll joints and I actually like lately I've been in LA and so I'm working New York hours still. So up, you know, like on emails by like six 37 kind of thing. So my day is early and then ends early. So I find that I'm smoking earlier and earlier. Like I can get a lot of stuff done. Some of the monotonous parts of work, like we, like, you know, when you own your own businesses, like it doesn't end. You're working throughout the night. You're watching TV, answering emails, or trying to like get some spreadsheet done that you didn't get done or something like that. And it gives me like, I think of the anxiety that is just a part of the uncertainty of building businesses and that constant, like, I hope this is going to work out, or I hope this, whatever, something's going to come through here. Like that is a very heavy thing to experience constantly. So I, for me, it's like every single night I'm, you know, one or two puffs. It immediately gives me a space that I can, I think I can separate from some of the pace of my day and just sit back and like interact with the thing that I'm doing instead of it being like this plus writing down, oh, I need to do this tomorrow and I need to talk to this person and I'm going to call this person in a second. Like, it's just much more focused mm-hmm. and like considerate, I think, when I'm when I'm working. Like it so allows you to be it, present and like really focus in on something. Yeah. yeah. I get that. I was like so over. I was so tired last night, but we have to pack for this trip. And I was like, oh, I'll just wake up and pack in the morning. And then I took a couple hits of one of our pens and I was like, oh, damn, I'm so ready to get this done. And I like packed for Sunny. I started packing for me. I like had such a productive evening. And I'm like this. I I shouldn't feel bad about this at all. Like this is fine. It's such a nice feeling when you can, you know, yeah, have a couple of hits and listen to music, listen to a podcast and just focus on what you're doing in the moment and just yeah. be present and be where you are. Yeah. Like, I think that's definitely one of the huge benefits of, of cannabis. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think people talk about, I'm making up this term, but like functional smoking or whatever that looks like. I mean, like, people talk about functional, that... functioning alcoholics. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like you can, you imagine, and we've all had that experience like from high school on where it's like you're a zombie in the couch, mm-hmm. but there's so many, like it, once you learn what strains you like, or, you know, the modality and like how you participate with it, like you can take one puff and get like, I'll use it for headaches, like little things where it's like, I get migraines. So it's like, I'll just take a puff of something middle of the day. And it's like, 
you know, I kind of get this space again for like an hour and a half, two hours where I can focus and I'm fully present. Like I'm not, it doesn't end my day because I've smoked a joint. I'm not like a zombie that ends like, see you tomorrow. Like, yeah. I think that is a huge thing, especially about the legal industry is that you can really start curating your own experience. Go in and buy low THC flour. You can decide you want something that's much more sleep inducing. If that's what you're looking for out of the experience, like there's so many ways that you can really cater the actual experience. Like, let's say you're going for a hike. Maybe you want something that's more uplifting. That's really not a heady high or like, again, just like a light thing. That's an option. And you can actually go in and speak to someone and find what you're looking for rather than before where you just take whatever it was and hope for the best. Are there any specific types of flour or edibles or whatever it is that you guys love that you use the most? It depends on what you're looking for. So for instance, THC is antispasmatic, so it can reduce muscle spasms. So when you're PMSing or something like that, it's helpful to have some THC in whatever you're consuming. So even if you if you love taking CBD, if you take a low THC, it won't have a psychoactive effect, but it will give you that relief that you're looking for. So I think that's really helpful. The other thing is that every single person's endocannabinoid system is completely unique. So the way that the plant reacts to you and your body is going to be slightly different depending on, you know, where you're at, where you're like, this is right. So the things that might like be really good for you or for me might be different. Got it. Got it. I use sativa. I also for headaches, just because it doesn't suppress me. It just kind of alleviates like Haley's saying some of that pressure. But I also think for me, it's also really important that we are caring about where it comes from. So cannabis is the same shit as every other capitalistic industry. You know, you can get really cheap product that is tons of pesticides and has been processed over and over and ultimately probably has some factors that are going to like whether there's a ton of stems in your weed could give you a headache. It can make you feel a little bit like foggy, nauseous. Like there's things that you have to be mindful of to make sure that you're buying like organic sun-grown flower. There's still like indoor flower. That's really great. But like, look at who you're buying it from because it does matter. CBD is the same. You can buy really cheap CBD that is, you know, shipped in from overseas. It's not a regulated, there's not requirements for third-party testing. So Mm -hmm. you kind of have to, in this industry, do a little bit more due diligence on your own side than you potentially normally would. Mind you, I think we're all kind of learning, even with beauty, skincare, that we actually probably all should be doing that level of due diligence anyway. Yeah. And now word from one of our partners. School's almost back in session, which means a lot of germs. Let's face it, pink eye and earaches are some of the most inconvenient. You've heard about Sunny's ear infection, and you probably saw on Instagram our trips to the doctor while on vacation. It caused a chain reaction of difficulties. I'd wish we had Similison earache relief while we waited for a doc appointment. It was voted number one ear pain relief brand by pharmacists for eight years in a row and helps soothe earache symptoms with a unique combination of natural active ingredients like chamomile. 
This and Similison Pink Eye Relief, the number one best-selling pink eye drop, are essential for your medicine cabinet during the school year. Find Similison products at any major retailer, Walmart, Amazon, Target, CVS, Walgreens, Rite Aid, etc. When your family needs relief from pink eye or an earache, choose Similison, made with natural active ingredients, not harsh chemicals, so you can feel good about feeling better. Similison is sold at a store near you in the eye care and ear care aisle. The Similison team wants you to be prepared for the school year, so they are offering a sweepstakes for a 500 Visa gift card and a Similison School Essentials prize pack. Go to SimilisonUSA.com slash win to enter. That's S I M I L A S A N U S A dot com slash win to enter and include with wit in your entry. SimilisonUSA.com slash win to enter. Now back to our conversation. What new things are you working on right now that you're really excited about that are coming out? We love, you know, the connection between cannabis and creativity. That's a really big thing for us of showing Mm -hmm. how like for centuries, cannabis has had a huge role in people's creative expression and sort of in that space. So we've have a partnership coming out. Can I even say it? Yeah. 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 It's like in a few days, we have a partner coming out with Flatbush Zombies out of New York, which is like a really awesome, you know, smoke set, which is kind of like your tour set. Like as a musician, you carry around all your stuff in this like beautifully designed box. Oh my God. Amazing. We're super excited about and just really like showcasing. Yeah. It's a huge thing for so many artists to consume. And like, we want to make that a beautiful experience as well. So that's when we're super excited about also our crystal ball pipes, which are iconic, are coming back in stock <laughs> this fall. So amazing. Sold out so quickly. So we're really, really excited to finally have those back. Cause as you know, like manufacturing takes forever and it just Ugh. ages to get those redone. So yeah, we're excited. About yeah. That. But that also makes the customer so excited, right? Like even though you want to have things available to the customers all the time, like it's good to have that kind of need for it, that kind of like out of stock mentality where it's like people have to wait for it a little bit, you know? Yeah. yeah. I'm like low-key that wasn't on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, <that> is like <laughs> but like everybody loved um, it so much. That's what you hope for. Like the goal yeah, is obviously yeah. to sell out. And it's just so scary because you just yeah. never know what is gonna be the thing never that know. sells out. Yeah. The actual design process takes a lot of time and sampling and you know, making something come to life like these years. Yeah. So it's it's something that I think also we're trained a bit in this way of idea launch, idea launch, right. where it, you know, it doesn't, even the manufacturing process, like these things actually take time. So it's something that we we even have to remind ourselves of and like sit into a little bit, like this is out of stock. It's not coming back till this date because that's how actually long it takes yeah. to make. To like, right. Right. I mean, when you're making something with so much creativity and integrity behind it, like it's going to take time. So how many launches of a new product do you try to do a year to keep the business growing? We don't have a set cadence. Also, because, you know, fashion has been on this certain cycle for a very long time that I think is realistic in today's day and age. Mm -hmm. And especially for a brand like us, 
we are our most important aspects are utility and design and the, mm. those two things cannot be rushed so right we bring we were always working on new ideas and new products but like lana said some of them take years and we'll never yeah. put something out to market until we're like really really excited about it mm-hmm. so sometimes you're designing and you're like this is coming out in june and then it just doesn't become what you need it to be right. and you stop it right. and you move yeah. on and the launch doesn't happen. Like, you know, so, like we also have a launch, a new collection coming out that we've been working on for like a year. That's super New York focused. It's at the end of September, just because we really want to reinforce that we're just how different New York is. And we're a New York brand yeah. that you know, we, we kind of joke like this isn't your like Cali weed. Like we're not wellness focused. We don't care how you use it. Like enjoy this beautiful grinder. Totally. But all those pieces, like, you know, we had massive manufacturing delays and things that it would have like my timeline of when we absolutely start the year being like, you know, whatever it would be like every quarter, we're going to hit this model. And it just doesn't, it just doesn't work right. like that. It's yeah. Supply chain issues that are out of your control. I think being an entrepreneur, one of the most important things that you learn from the beginning is the ability to like have patience and not force things when they're just not working. Because like you said, the product is really the most important thing, the look of it and how it actually works. And if you come out too premature without those things being exactly how you want them, then you're at risk for it not working. And it's, you know what I I mean, like you may not be able to put out a million things over and over, but that's not really like the model of your business. So I think for all the entrepreneurs out there who are working in creative fields that are focusing on product, it's really about, you know, keeping the integrity of the product at the forefront of your mind and not forcing something if it's not the way that you want it to be. Totally. So where can everybody find more about you two, like individually, and then find Sackville online and Insta and shop it and all of it? So we are on Instagram at Sackville, which is S-A-C-K-V-I-L-L-E dot and dot co. We're also on TikTok at Sackville dot NYC. And then our website is www.sackville.co. And there you can get all of our goods. Got it. It's a great time. We have tons of articles as yeah. well about cannabis. If you're just interested in like Ooh. learning more about consumption or working out yeah. any things like that. So there's great information on there as well. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you loved this episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. I'd love to hear what you think and anything more or even less you'd want to hear about. Tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. If you want to know more about what I'm up to, you can find me on Instagram at Whitney E. Port, my website, WhitneyPort.com, and my YouTube channel, Whitney Port. Peace in the streets.